Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step really, go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here with the PM Power podcast, which is going to help property managers with everyday issues that we struggle with. And I just want to welcome Shadi Salapur all the way from Auckland in New Zealand. Thank you, Shadi, for being on the show. Hi, good afternoon, Darren. It's um, lovely being here. So thank you for that invite. That's all right. And it's morning here. So it's actually two and a half hours between oh. us. I'm, I'm based in Adelaide and Shadi is in Auckland. And, and Shadi, now you've got, I mean, you're a really impressive property manager. You're probably... Um, you know, one of the best property managers I'm aware of in New Zealand. So it's a real privilege to have you on the show. And now a little bit about, about your background. You've got eight years um, in property management, which is great. And I think, you know, anyone that's had more than five years um, is doing really, really well. So congratulations. And I know that um, you've just recently started up your own business too. So how exciting yes. is that? That's very exciting. It's been uh, one of my dreams to do, especially when we, when I visited you guys at your conference last year, we had a session where people were writing down goals. So it was in that conference session, it was feeding off the vibe at that conference that I wrote the goal down that I would like to have my own property management company. I wrote it down in one of the books you guys gave me and we are nearly a year to that period where I wrote it down. So I'm very wow. pleased that I'm able to do this, yes. Yeah, and, and I mean, fulfilling a goal and bringing a goal into reality like that, well done. And I know there's so many quality property managers out there that also you know, want to stop working for someone else and do their own thing or whatever, but congratulations on doing that too. So well done, Shadi. And I just want to, um, just first before we get started, just a big shout out guys that, We've got a, a download guide on how to reduce or eliminate altogether office interruptions. I know it's the bane of property managers everywhere. And we've got a guide. Also, we've got a book, um, which is our PM Power Time Secrets 101, which is actually a whole combination of time stress management tips for crazy busy property managers. That's available. You just go to PM Power Keys. Dot com. That's PM Power Keys. 
www.ignitedmindsetcoaching.com um, and get that information from there. Now, Shadi, also you're a part of our IGT inner circle. So if people out there just go to the IGT Inspired Growth Training Facebook page and join group or just look up IGT inner circle. Um, be part of our community. There are three questions you need to answer for us to let you in. We're very, very careful on who we let in. So please answer the questions and that will get you in. Um, but Charlie, let's just now focus on the topic for today. So with this podcast show, this series, I just wanted it to be for property managers because we've got, you know, we've got the BDM coach podcast yeah. show, which is for BDMs and rent roll growth. We've got the PM growth expert show, which just focus on bringing in the new properties and the new doors. And guys, you can just um, go to, you know, any one of those shows on Spotify, iTunes podcast or on Podbean and subscribe to those. But today, um, we're just doing nuts and bolts and we're also going to be focusing on the really, really important topic of being able to switch off after hours. And I think if I did any poll in our group in the IGT inner circle and asked, what's the biggest factor that causes burnout? A lot of people mm -hmm. say it's the after hours expectations. It's the after hours calls, the after hours emails or the inability to switch off. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because Shadi, there's one thing that's really impressed me is the balance that you've been able to forge within yourself, that there is a working Shadi, and then there's a yeah. personal Shadi, and there's a very distinct line in between. And you yeah. don't work after hours. But yet, beside that, you're still one of the most successful property managers in New Zealand. So we're going to explore that today, that how is this possible? So other property managers listening <laughs> to this, you can do it too. So let's get started. And let's just talk about the physical stuff that we have to get right first before we get into, you know, that niggly feeling that you feel that you need to be available to your clients after hours. We're going to deal with that one coming up. But Shani, let's just talk about what are the real main reasons why if we did need to take a phone call after hours, would you agree it's just generally repair related if we have to be available after hours? Um, if it's coming from the tenants, I mean, that's... Um one of the reasons is to do with maintenance. Other times they may have, they may have, uh, contact you is because they are interested in a property that you've advertised online. But if you've got all the information in there, if you've got a viewing time in there and they know they can select a viewing there sometimes next week, that they don't have to call you. Um, and landlords generally um, have a lifestyle. They work themselves. So it's after hours that they go and look through their statements or if they've got any questions. And that's when they are comfortable in their own time. And that's when they make that phone call to you as a property manager. Hi, Shadi, I'm looking for, you know, that they've got questions yeah. um, that I haven't been able to answer. So okay. what I do with landlords is direct them to the owner portal. And if there are questions or uh, questions they've raised or have phoned me, even though I know the answer, even though I know it's a simple task to complete with that landlord, I don't reply to them until after um, at work. Yeah. Because um, just take a step back. Shady. Let's talk about this. You've, ident you've identified three things. Okay. Yeah. These are the general three things why anyone may probably want to contact you, except those silly little things that happen every now and again. So we're talking about repairs. We're talking yeah. about property inquiry, and we're talking about landlords' needs and requests. So let's just work through these one by one because I want to make sure that everybody listening or watching this, because we've got a 
You can watch this on a video interview on our, on our website, or of course you've got Spotify, iTunes podcast or Podbean that you can listen to this, this podcast, but let's talk about, let's just dissect these and let's talk yeah. about repairs. Now um, we've talked before, there's two types of repairs as being proactive with repairs but then there's those emergencies that do come in after hours. But let's talk about being proactive. How can we be proactive as a property manager with repairs so that we are reducing substantially the need for any calls to happen after hours? How, how, did, you, how did you do that? What did you do, Shadi? Uh, for me, I'm a, a creature of habit. I have got a planned week, a planned day. So in the mornings, I check my text messages. I check my emails and just have a quick look through the emails and make sure that if there's any maintenance in there that I attend to those matters first. Now, if it's something that could potentially turn to after hours, then what I do with it, I'll ring the appropriate tradesmen and ring them first, tell them, hey, look, I would like this job attended today. If you can't do it, let me know so then I can pass it on to another tradesperson. So then I, this is how I deal with it. It's giving it, allocating a tradesperson to it in a time and then any other maintenance in there that could um, wait for an email, then I do a bit later. So attend to the maintenance, emails, text messages, phone calls as you go through the day. So they kind of take priority over perhaps looking through an application or finalizing a bond. So this is a little bit like, can I use an analogy like rent arrears that we know as good property managers, if we can keep on top of the late rent, you know, keep, you know, anyone behind yeah. by only a few days, not letting them um, escalate and just keeping on top of that. It's a little bit like jumping on top of the smoldering cigarette butts instead of alternately fighting, uh, fighting a fire. If we now bring that analogy back to repairs, you're talking about just keeping on top of all your repairs, like white on rice during, yes, yes. Uh, during business hours. So nothing can actually have the chance to um, escalate into after hours. Yeah. And like you could be doing a property inspection and you see a little bit of a drop on one of the mixes in the kitchen. And then you as a property manager, when you've got that experience, you know, that could potentially turn into, it, it could um, get worse on a Saturday evening. So it's important to get on top of that, even though it's small, it's minor. If you don't do it now, if you don't take control of it now, it's going to come around and take control of your Saturday or of your after hours uh, evening or when you are out doing a walk or something. So it's really important that you attend to them as they come up, regardless of how small you think the job can be because overnight it could turn to the other way. Yeah, great, great. That's yeah. some good advice. So let, let's now talk about, okay, so a hot water service, and of course, for our Americans listening, and by the way, with our Americans in Australia, New Zealand, we use the word tradespeople, but over there, of course, um, in, um, in the USA, you, you know, you can call them, you know, you call them vendors. So just understand when we say tradespeople, it's actually vendors. Um, Shadi, let's talk about that Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, um, you know, the hot water service for Americans are called them water heaters. Um, it gives up the ghost, breaks down, it's cactus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, we as property managers want to be able to switch off after hours. So, you know, what are the, um, now, what are the things that property managers can do as an alternative to actually have to be available by phone to deal with this stuff? Well, what are some practical things that 
you know, you've done property managers can do perhaps, you know, working with their tradespeople. How can they not take these calls after hours with stuff that has to be taken? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that I, um, I do, Darren, is um, it's educate the tenants as I go as well. So at the induction or at the sign up, um, I would know what sort of a hot system, hot water system the property has. Like, for example, if it's gas, one of those infinity ones, sometimes I've had in the past where the tenant has rung and said, oh, we've got no hot water. That's because your gas has run out. So give them a list of problems so that if something happens at the house, the tenant has got a list of potential problems and solution before making that phone call. Um, previously in my job, I've been fortunate enough to have a after hour service where the phone is switched off and the tenants call a, an after hour service. But with that, uh, the person at the other end of the call hasn't always qualified the, the problem. And so it's easy for them just to send out a plumber. So um, I guess um, it, it, it is also, it, once the tenant has identified what the problem could be, um, then I've given them the plumber's uh, phone number, the electrician's phone number, only to call them once you've checked these things yeah. off. Otherwise, yeah, I'd like to add, Shadi, I think I think also if I can just interject there, I think there's some offices out there that actually have educational videos around yeah. how to relight your hot water service, your gas pilot light, or how to deal with this issue or how to deal with that issue. If the electricity cuts out, how to check individual appliances mm. that it may not actually be the house electrics, but actually the, 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 the circuitry around individual appliances. So that actually stops that phone call going to the electrician after hours is only going to tell them the same thing anyway. Yeah. So I think having those educational videos available to um, and letting tenants know where to find those educational videos when you induct them or, or, or whatever, so they can self-educate themselves before you know, getting on the phone. But let, let's just shift now to what you were saying with the tradespeople. What are the sort of, the tenants gonna be calling Joe the plumber, you know, Bruno the electrician, and then Jim the handyman after hours. Um, what are the conversations that you would have with those specific tradespeople before you unleash them to be available to do after hours work without liaising with you first? I guess um, it, it will happen before I give the tenants the tradesperson's phone number. So I'll be sitting down with the tradesperson and we'll be going, we'll be discussing what the, if they are okay to receive a phone call from my tenant at these addresses, um, if um, they will be available and what will the cost be if they take that phone call on my behalf. And also it's important to give them a limit to work on. You don't want to, you don't want the tenant organizing work and the plumber is just going and spending lots of money. So it's a discussion that you really need to sit down with your plumber, your electrician, and also put it in writing. That way, um, I've worked with plumbers for a long time and I trust them with, uh, I tr basically trust them with my life. Um, some of them have done plumbing for my own properties. So I do have enough faith um, that they will qualify the call that if it's just a drip, they'll tell the tenants we can come out on Monday. Um, and then also, again, letting the tenants know that only call if it's at, at a, at a, at a um, crucial stage because otherwise they could be held liable. 
um, financially liable. I think that's a real key there yeah. is that long as tenants know that the owner doesn't have an endless pit of money, that they will be held financially liable should they get it wrong. Um, because unfortunately, we just get this, you know, this mentality with some tenants that, hey, look, you know, um, it's, it's a free-for-all. And I think as long as we stress the tenants, you can only make the calls on these conditions for this, this, or this. Um, if this happens and you can call Joe, you can call Bruno, you can call Jim, um, but otherwise you've got to phone us. Otherwise financially you could be held liable. So, you know, you know what, David, the moment you tell them they could potentially be held liable for paying for that call out fee. They actually, um, this is with everybody. They, there's mind switches on and they find, right. you know, finally find a fuse box or they finally find the water meter to turn the water off. So they, yeah, they, you know, they, they, tenants are smart people. Um, and some, some do try and take advantage of the fact that they can call somebody. Um, but yeah, the moment they know they could, you know, they have to pay for it. The wrong decision will cost them money. That's right. It's um, suddenly now they've, they're on board and they've got the right mindset in the place that we need them to be with the right thinking and the right attitude and not taking advantage of the situation. So I remember working by this system for many, you know, for quite a long time when I was a property manager and I can only think of one issue in nine months where we had a couple of complications with that system which I sorted out with a couple of phone calls to the owner, but otherwise the system worked beautifully. But like anything, you've you've educated your tenants, you've educated your tradespeople, you've got that system going now, that's great. But now we've got to educate the owners to let them know after hours if this happens when we're doing X, Y, Z. So, you know, obviously communicating that to our owners that this is what happens after hours. And this is obviously covered in our adduction with our owners, with our tenants, with our tradespeople as well. So, um, yeah. Well, well done. Let, let's move on, Shadi. Let's now talk about, we talked about dealing with proactive repairs and uh, keeping on top of all the repairs that come in and being proactive with it. So nothing then has the chance to escalate after hours on a weekend. We've also talked about emergency repairs that really do happen in an after hour situation yeah. and how to deal with those. Let's now talk about the other need that people have to ring is or get in contact is property inquiry on new properties, on properties that are listed to um, our property marketing portal. Um, what are some of the things that we can do to reduce the need for a person to feel like that they have to contact somebody after hours? What, what are some of the, the tricks and things that we can be doing in our advertising to, to overcome that problem? I think this, um, the, the, another thing, another habit that I had is on Fridays, um, to avoid the owner ringing me up and finding out what's going on with their property, I would send them an email, a text message, or even a phone call. Hey, I still haven't found the tenant. The two applications I've had are rejected. I have scheduled in a viewing on a Tuesday or on a Monday, and these are the times I'll be doing viewings next week, and I will update you again next week. So that that fixed the landlords. They're not going to call me on Saturday when they think well about it. That's oh, great. Really good. So proactive communication with your owners that have got properties for rent as well. So they don't feel the need to have to call after hours. That's excellent. So now we're really just working on the tenants, aren't we? Same thing. At at the same time, when I am dealing with the property and the owner like that, then I come back to the tenants. Okay. So if, if you've got a couple of viewings placed in for the property and you've got enough information um, with, on, on your advertising text, then really all the answers that 
tenant's need or potential tenant needs is there. Like if you ever look at your inquiries that I get, some, I've diverted those all to a folder. I don't check them on a daily basis because there's thousands of them. So questions like how many bedrooms? Like it's already in the advert. When is it available? It's already there. So I wouldn't allow such a minor question, nothing serious to ruin a Saturday when I'm having time with my family. So mm. if you're not going to answer that phone call or reply to that email of how many bedrooms, and if the tenants can't see it, it's already there, you're not missing out on a great tenant. Mm. You really aren't. So you need to let, let technology, let your advertisement, let your signboard do the talking for you, work 24-7 for you while you... Um, you know, have a, a bit of life as well. But but then also on top of that, we've got the online booking systems as well, where people yes. a lot of time they want it. When can I see the property? Well, it's they there. book into an online portal like inspectrealestate.com.au yep. or something like that. Then they can just book straight in. So their actual needs are now taken mostly um, looked after from a digital level without physically having to contact somebody, particularly around high demand times, which I know is going on in New Zealand. You've got a lot of high demand going um, yeah. and, that can be, and that can be a real issue. So, and um, even application forms. Now, uh, the, the, um, you, you talk about insect real estate. I'm familiar with that. But here in New Zealand, we've got TPS, we've got Rentee. The application form is available online there as well. So you don't have to email it to people if people choose to apply for it it's it's already there and i think um over the last 18 months two years people have really picked up on the fact that they can do everything online so they don't really intrude so much and even when they have they always say i'm sorry i know it's the weekend but i really really need an application it's uh, so they kind of know you're not working on weekends as well yeah yeah that, that's great yeah. i think guys if you're a property manager and you're still working old school you're still doing paper application forms. You're still, you know, people have to contact you if they want to see it. Guys, move out of the 20th century, move into the 21st century. And this is part of giving you good mental health. A good property manager shouldn't need to be available after hours. So let's move on with this, Shadi. So we've talked about repairs. We've talked about property inquiry and the need for people to talk to us after hours. Now let's talk about those clients that we just love and we want to make sure they feel special and that need that we need to be available to them after hours. Let's talk about our clients, our landlords, our property owners and our need to attend to whatever query they have after hours. Let's talk about that one. How, how do you deal with that? Um, look, I, um, I'm one of those property managers. I actually do love my clients and I love my tenants as well. Now, when I want to go for a walk, I mean, even though I love them so much, I don't want to take them with me. When I'm sitting here with my friends and on Friday night and I'm drinking champagne, I don't want them at that same table. They belong to a different time, a different schedule. So those clients, again, they ring you because there's something that you haven't been, there's a service you haven't provided. There's a question that they have. Like we talked about their property sitting vacant. And I have to add that the, the, the time that owners are most fragile or most worried or mostly try to get in touch with you as their property manager, it's when their property is sitting vacant. That's when they notice that they haven't received rent and that they're worried about it. So what you need to do, well, what I do as a property manager, I make sure I meet those needs 
I make sure I contact them first in my time so that they don't intrude on my time. Now, driving from one inspection to another, from one appointment to another, we all have smartphones. We all have hands-free. So pick up the phone, dial the landlord, have a three-minute conversation with them. They're not going to bother you in the weekend. So basically, when you are at work, we've got eight hours in the day. There's plenty of time to make sure you've attended to all those calls or landlords. Um, and then that way, comfortably, you can come home and say, well, I've, I've done all I can. I have really have given my work 100% focus. And I deserve to switch my phone off and I deserve to get let my hair down or drink champagne. That's, that's how I deal with it. And I, I do love my job and I have hobbies. Having a hobby is important. Enjoying your life is important. Um, going out on dates with your partner is important. So for, you, for me to be able to do that comfortably, I need to make sure when I'm at work, when he's at work that I've given 100% to my, to my job, to every 10 minute of that day. So it's every 10 minute counts. Um, and, and I guess this is just how I deal with it. It's um, be focused when at work. Um, another thing, uh, Darren, is um, yeah, just being present, having being, being, uh, being mindful, practicing mindfulness so that when you are talking to a landlord, you are there with them and you connect with them and they feel that, that yeah, Shadi, you did give me the answer I need. And yeah, and you feel satisfied that you've dealt with that. Yeah. Um, before I decide the day is over, I have a habit of checking the phone nine o'clock in the morning for voicemails around lunchtime and around 3.30, 4.30 to make sure that I haven't missed anybody because it's nothing worse than somebody having left a message for you. They're waiting for you and you don't call them back. Yeah. Sometimes I've had landlords where it's been... A big, uh, a, you know, I had to do a bit of research before going back to them, and I haven't been able to give them the information. So I just send a quick message, a text, or an email. Hey, Mr. Landlord, I haven't forgotten you. I'm still working on that matter. I will get back to you on that time. So that way, if you if you have people are having waiting on you, you feel like you can't switch off because. You're thinking about them. You're thinking about the problem. Whereas if you let them know you are working on it, then you can kind of take it off your mind and uh, go back to it, perhaps on Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shadi, can I just ask, can we just go back to, let's talk about your induction with your owners and your tenants. Mm -hmm. And how do you explain to them your availability? Because I think we all agree that if you don't impose your availability on people, at the start of the relationship, then their availability, they believe, can be imposed onto you. So how do you explain the rules or make, you know, tell them you are available only under these conditions? How do you, let's talk about owners first. How do you um, let them know about your availability and what they can do if it's after hours? Um, in one hand, property managers, and it goes for myself as well, we want to be perceived as professional people and professional people like accountants and lawyers they don't work on weekends. They don't. So for me, when I'm sitting down in front of an owner, and I have done this, and I, um, I tell them that I'm available from this time to that time, um, and they ex ex um, ex accept that. They don't have a problem with that. Um, and they will I have messages from owners that say, hey, Shadi, I know it's 8 o'clock. 
it's okay, but if you could go, give me a call back on Monday uh, about a, a, such a problem. And they, they know, people know, people are not stupid. They will only treat you how you want to be treated, how you want to be respected. My owners know that they can call me anytime. I will be available for them, but they don't intrude on that time. They respect me enough, respect my job as a professional uh, job, and they don't intrude on my time. Um, I think the setting the standard with them is the way to go. So if you, as a property manager, just pick up the phone at 8 p.m. or 6 p.m. and ring an owner, guess what? They're going to do the same thing with you. So keep phone calls between working hours. Um, most times, Darren, I ring, the, ring my owners on a regu regular basis. I ring them when there's no problems. I have lunch with some of them. On my way home, I'll say, I'll pick up the phone and ring one of my clients, not to talk about property or problems at the house, just a, hi, how are you? And what are you doing for the weekend? I'm doing this and that. And yeah, so they, they are intelligent people and they will only respect us on how we, um, I guess, how we want them to think of us. Um, yeah. Does that make so, sense? You know what about I mean? the on, online portal, Shadi? How do you explain or push them to use an online portal so they can answer their own queries after hours? How do you yeah. do that? I've, I've got that in my auto reply that says, if you're a tenant looking for listings, go there. If it's urgent maintenance, um, uh, ring the after hours number or ring your, the, the preferred list of people. Um, and if you're an owner, need documentation, here is the link, click that button so they could do that. Um, and also, if they come back to me and don't know their details, I go back to them on Monday or when I'm working and uh, give them the information, but also say, by the way, you could have had this whenever you wanted, 24-7. Yeah, well done. That's good. Okay, well, let's talk about tenants. How do you explain to tenants about your availability? And here's another question for you as well. There is two schools of thought out there uh, where some property managers don't give out their mobile phone number whatsoever. Now, how do you manage that? I mean, you may give out your mobile number, but you know, how do you also manage expectations with tenants? Um, I guess it's the same thing as you would with the owners. Um, when I need to speak with the tenants, I don't ring them after, after five uh, when we sit down with them. Uh, or most, most of the common thing that happens with them is that when they want to come and sign up, we're working, we can't come in at two o'clock or we can't come in at three o'clock. Well, I said, I said, well, I'm sorry, I finish at 4.30. So just slowly you can say things like that I finish at 4.30 or I don't work on Saturday, you'll need to come in these times, then they indirectly learn that you're not available on weekends. Yeah, that's good. I, I think that's really good. I think it's always important that we must let people know our availability and set the agenda, take control at the start of the relationship. Don't be shy with it. Don't be shy with it. You deserve it. it you deserve it, Darren. I deserve it. I deserve to you know, have lunch with my family without tenants interrupting me, without owners interrupting me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, a I'm a, of a better service to the tenants and the landlords having had a good weekend um, than feeling like I've worked all weekend. Mm -hmm. you, you, okay. can't, you can't, you need to enjoy your job. And for you to do that, you need to switch off. 
you know, we're always talking about how, what's our point of difference. How can we, what can we do to deliver better service to our tenants and to our clients? Another question that should really be asked is how do I not burn out? How do I look after myself? You can't be, you have to be selfish. You have to take time off. You have to. Let's talk about this. And actually one more question before we get into mental health and burnout. I want to ask you a question. So you told me once, Darren, my work phone stays in the car, in the garage. I walk in the house, my phone stays in the car. What, yeah. Do you have a special message or anything that if people do call after hours, does it instruct them what they need to do? Or do you, how do you control those messages or with your information or a special message that you give to people? What, what do you have? Um, currently, it says if it's an emergency, if you are a tenant and it's an emergency, it's, a long, it's actually it's a long voicemail and some people don't like it, but it is what it is. It's, a poor, it's, it's, it's me working when I'm resting. Does that make sense? So it's, it's working while I'm not. Um, tenants to ring their after hours or the specific tradespeople, that, the numbers they've got. Um, owners leave a message, will call you back on Monday or go to your owner portal. Again, tenants, if you are, if general public, you're looking for a property, visit our website. So basically tells them what to do, tells them I'm not available. Um, if you've called after hours, but, um, then this is what you need to do. Otherwise, yeah. they can leave a message, it can wait, the house won't burn down. If it burns down, I can't go and fix it, unfortunately. Um, there's really, if it's that emergency, there's nothing I can do anyway. Um, they just have to wait. Okay, so all right, let's just talk to now property managers out there are going, Shadi, this is all good and well, you're talking about this, but my boss has told me that I've got to have my phone available after hours and, you know, I've got to be make myself available to take any repairs or, you know, that's the expectation or, you know, what do you say, one, to those property managers about their need that they feel they have to be available and to those bosses that insist their property managers have their phones on after hours? What's your message to them? I'll maybe get a new boss. <laughs> But maybe not. Um, to, property, to bosses that perhaps think that their property managers should be working. Uh, a while ago, like a few years ago, we had a system where the after-hours phone was swapped around between different property managers. Right, a roster system. Yeah, very, still very common today. Yeah. So you get the phone uh, in, in the, the, the company I worked for quite large. So I got the phone three times a year, which was amazing. Um, so that's one way of doing it is rostering it between um, the rest of the staff. And if you, if you are a business owner and you want that system to work, the first person that needs to take that phone would be the boss himself or herself. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It's, it's not going to be fair. You know, so the boss has to carry the load as well. That's amazing. That would be a, a lot of property managers are already chuckling to themselves thinking, oh my goodness, the boss won't know what hit them because they've never done property management before or, or yeah. something like that. But let, let's just, so let's, let's move now to, um, you've got to want to switch off after hours. Yes. You know, and, and we've talked about, and I'm, I'm, you know, again, if you want the book, what, um, you know, the time management, stress management tips, go to pmpowerkeys.com. It's my very best teaching around time management, reducing stress, all those sorts of things. 
and not being available after hours is actually part of that. But let's talk now to the property managers out there. This is a decision that you have to make. And sometimes you need to be five years, six years burnt out, have a personal crisis, get sick or something like that for you to realize I need to look after myself. I need to make a decision. You know, when I was a property manager, Shadi, the very fact that my phone was even on after hours caused me to have a sense of dread. It gave me anxiety that it could ring at any moment and I have to switch out of personal mode. That actually in itself caused burnout uh, and, and a problem. So now what do you say to those property managers out there that are still, oh, no, I still have to be available that 24-7? You know, let's talk about that. Can I be really honest with that and be quite brutal? I think if, if you really feel like that, maybe you don't have a life. I'm sorry, like you really need to let it go. It's, it's, you have to let it go. If you want to, if you really enjoy it, you really care about your clients and you love it so much, then pay some attention to yourself, look after yourself, look after your mental health and your physical health. You need to let it go. You need to be confident in your owners. If you're not confident in your owners, you need to educate them better. Confident in your tenants. Again, if you're not confident, you need to educate them, them, educate them better. Same with your tradespeople. Same with your boss. They need, you, need, you need to be able to be confident in the team that you have behind you so that you can switch off. If you can't, then ask yourself a question. Sit down by yourself. Ask yourself a question. So why can I not trust my phone with my tradesperson or with my tenant? I think it's, there's a reason why you don't um, switch off is because maybe perhaps you're not trusting. You, you don't, um, you need to ask that question and find out the answer to it. I'm sort of going through the dialogue that our listeners and viewers are having at the moment thinking, well, I've, I've got to take, you know, people expect their emails to be returned after hours or I'm returning, you know, the, the lines have been blurred between professional and personal and these emails now we're on our phone, we're on our iPad, we're available 24 seven. And these emails that come in, I just feel that I have to deal with it, but people get yourself an autoresponder, put it on full time and have words along the lines of property management keeps me really, really busy and out of the office doing inspections. And I'm not able to return your email as often as what I would like to, but be assured we'll return your email within 24 hours. Um, otherwise, if it's after hours, I'll return your email on the next business day. However, if you're a tenant and it's an emergency, then here is our plumber details and you have, and, and here is the instructions on doing after hours and it may go to a web page or something, but people take control. Use yeah. autoresponder by email. So everybody knows that when an email is sent to you, they've already got an instructions on how you're going to deal with that. So you don't have to get anxious or feel the need. I need to return this now. You can rest assured. You can ignore your inbox, have a good weekend. So, Let's talk about this, Shadi. You talked about you love your owners, you love your tenants, and I think it's fair to say that you want to give them 100% of your time and your energy and your passion at work. And would you agree then you really got it to give 100% at work? You've got to be good at switching off after hours. Otherwise, you're coming in with that balling chain around your leg of that level of burnout. You haven't rested. You haven't had a weekend. You haven't sat down you haven't 
um, let go of all, of all that energy that some people put out there. When we get emails, they're not love letters, they're problems. So why deal with them? Like you give yourself that time to, to let, them, let them stay there for 48 hours. The world is not going to end. Mm. You know, it's about making that decision, isn't it, Shadi? Yeah. Like enough is enough. I mean, are you sick and tired of it yet? Maybe you're not sick and tired. Maybe you're not in enough pain yet or something to happen, a crisis in your personal life, a, a, a relationship breakdown. Maybe it's getting really sick or something like that that's going to pop your bubble and make you realize, well, hang on, I've got to have a quality life here. I can't just keep on doing this and burning myself out. People, it doesn't last. You've got to have that balance. You know, Shadi, I remember a friend of mine 20 years ago. It's actually 20 years ago this happened. He was working, he was a business owner working 60 hours a week, 60 hours a week. He had a relationship breakdown. His, um, his wife, who became his ex-wife, was simply unable um, mentally, physically to look after their four young children. And he was not going to allow those four young ch children to be growing up in an unsafe environment. So he made a decision. Now, he was a workaholic. And he worked, 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 worked and ran a big business. And he had to work out a way to be a full-time dad to these four young children. I think they're all under six at the time. To take responsibility as a parent, to become a single parent, to look after these kids full-time. And then he worked out a way to work four hours a week and managing his business on four hours a week from 60. Now, he would not have worked out to go from 60 hours to four hours mm. if that crisis didn't occur. Yeah. And it, it, he now teaches it around the planet. It, it, it's, it's, um, it's Todd Breen from America. And he, he has a teaching of now grow your rent roll from under a palm tree on how to work a minimal amount. And I say, well, you know, Todd, he says, oh, but Darren, I teach these people. A lot of people don't take this on board and said, yes, because they haven't had a crisis like you. Yeah. So for the people listening, do you need a crisis um, to really, for you to pull the reins in? Because, um, you yeah. know, I, anyway, over to you, Shadi. Well, I guess if you like living with, on the edge and you like crisis coming your way, keep doing what you do. But if you want to be proactive and you, you want to be smart and uh, you want to care for yourself, then I wouldn't wait for a crisis. We need to avoid crisis. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so, Shadi, I see so many property managers out there. And what I make a comment to the boss, we're going to wrap this up in a minute. But when I make a comment to the boss, your property manager expired years ago. They're burnt out. They're negative. We call them the negative Nellies. They're, yeah. Or I call them a battle axe or whatever. But they just pass their expiry date. They're burnt out. They're disillusioned. They hate property management. They feel they've got no other alternative out there. And they're just um, not doing themselves any favors. They're not doing their clients any favors. They're definitely not um, doing their workmates any favors because there's issues and problems and, 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 and bad things occurring because of the state of mind that they're in. And this is all about you've got to, if you want to stay in property management, you have to get good at life balance. And this is what today is all about, Shadi. So um, well done. That was a really, really good teaching session. Now, Shadi, um, you're an amazing property manager. If people want to reach out to you, what's the best way that people can contact you? Um, I am in the IGT group. So if you're welcome to contact me via Facebook Messenger. 
um, or I can uh, get my number is available. You're welcome to pass it on if anybody yep. wants to get but, in touch. So you said yeah. it's probably easy. Just go to the IGT Inner Circle. And um, Shadi is part of the group there. She's always a regular contributor to the posts. And, and um, you know, uh, Shadi is a, a real valuable member of our IGT family. Um, and uh, But great, great session, Shadi. I know a lot of people have already got benefit out of our session today. And in years to come, they're going to say, Shadi, Remember that podcast? You changed yeah. my life. So oh, I hope so. I hope so. And just remember, uh, I guess my last words would be just to remember to be present, to be present when you are sitting with your partner, to be present when you are with your children or with a friend or with your mother. You need to be present with them because these things are more important than clients that could potentially walk away for $5 cheaper a week. So importance is at home. Not saying don't do your job well, do your job, put in 110%, but the important people in your life need you. So be present in their life as well. I think that's great. Don't give your personal life or the best of your life to clients yeah. that could walk away because yes. they got a 1% cheaper deal with another agent. They, they will. They will. They will. They're correct. They're the loyal. Yeah. yeah, again, what can I say? Awesome um, ending parting words there, Shadi. But thank you so much for being part of this PM Power podcast show. Remember, guys, if you want a guide to reducing, eliminating office interruptions and also our book, PM Power, Time Secrets 101, where I give you my very best time and stress management tips, go to pmpowerkeys.com. But thank you so much, Shadi. Um, what a great podcast and thank you to everybody. Thank you, Darren.